0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Is Matt Hancock the stupidest man in Britain? Now, some might think that's a little bit personal, a bit rude, maybe even abusive. I think it's a legitimate line of inquiry and scrutiny. I'll try to get my head round. Firstly, the sheer level of Of total raging stupidity displayed by this individual. And secondly, by the fact that a man who is incredibly, so incredibly, unbelievably stupid was health secretary during the most severe health crisis for over 100 years. Well, lucky, I suppose, having someone with catastrophically poor judgment, overseeing a question of life or death on a mass scale would have no potentially adverse consequences. Yeah, it'd really suck otherwise, wouldn't it? Now, let's just think over exactly what's happened. Matt Hancock, voluntarily, of his own accord, handed the right-wing journalist, Isabel Oakeshott, more than 100,000 of his own WhatsApp messages, apparently because she was working for free, ghostwriting his Pandemic Diaries memoir. Now, let's just be clear about who Oakeshott is. She's most famous... an unauthorised biography of David Cameron in which she alleged that our former Prime Minister had sex with a dead pig or a dead pig's head. I think these details are obviously very important. I'm a stickler for journalistic accuracy. She later suggested it may well never have happened, not, of course, before inserting that particular, sorry for the use of inserting, image in all of our heads. Admittedly, it was quite a fun down Twitter when that particular... um, Supposed revelation happened, but not one to defend David Cameron. But is it the sort of thing you put in a book unless you've absolutely got it copper bottomed? She also worked with Vicky Price, the former wife of the former Lib Dem cabinet minister Chris Huhne. What was the consequence of for, the consequences of Vicky Price of working for Isabel Oates? Well, Price ended up in prison for perverting the course of justice you think there'd be a lesson there. If you're trusting this person with tens of thousands of your own WhatsApp messages, then as colourful and rich as the English language happens to be, there are no words to describe just how unbelievably stupid you are. Now, Hancock's claimed that Oakshot has violated an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement, in publishing these messages, but I really think Hancock has questions to answer about, after all, he handed over... He handed over other people's messages uh, to somebody else. That is, I would argue, a pretty severe betrayal of confidence. And I do actually think there'd probably be pretty legal, big big legal questions over um, handing over other people's messages on your phone to a third source. Now, there are question marks over intention here, over what Isabel Oakshot is aiming to do, whether she's, I mean, this is what Hancock is alleging, she's aligned to anti-lockdown kind of views so in attempt by those who opposed or believe that rather than people like myself that like the government's um policies were were too kind of interventionist too severe um and that's that she's trying to further that particular uh perspective i suppose and that then leaves a question mark over what what messages will be leaked and what particular spin will be put on them. So when Isabel Oakeshott says um, an inquiry into government failures over COVID could take years and could end up with a whitewash, I'm naturally sympathetic, actually, to what she's saying there. But of course, I'm coming from a rather different angle. But the thing is, and this is really, really important, I know I'm being a bit flippant, it's often, I'm afraid, my style. Um, sarky little git, aren't I, at the best of times? But we do need to go back to a basic fact that cannot be wished away or suppressed, which is that in this country, tens of thousands of people died avoidable deaths during what always would have been an emergency, but an emergency which was made so much worse. A crisis turned into a catastrophe with the death of perhaps. 200,000 people, there were always going to be deaths. But the question is how many of those deaths could have been avoided if the government had taken different decisions? And of course, a lot of that responsibility has to be laid at the door of Matt Hancock, the former health secretary, who tried to whitewash his reputation after this catastrophe by eating the genitals of exotic animals in uh, Australia, uh, on a reality TV show whilst getting a massive paycheck in the process. Now, let's just consider some of the revelations, supposed revelations. Now, first focuses on the failure to test vulnerable patients for COVID when they were discharged from hospitals to care homes. I really don't think the scale of this disaster has really been properly uh, absorbed. One in every 14 care home patients died of COVID in the first three months of the pandemic. It's a horrendous statistic. Now, what's claimed by The Telegraph is that the Chief Medical Officer, Chris Whitty, told Hancock in April 2020 that all people going to care homes should be tested and recommended segregation while awaiting the result. Um, now, the leaked messages are said by The Telegraph um, to show that he rejected the guidance, saying it muddies the waters, instead suggesting mandatory testing for those leaving hospital. Now, Matt Hancock actually denies the interpretation given to mes- those messages, saying it excluded a key message from an advisor where he hadn't been in a meeting. Um, when the advice was given and that he wanted blanket testing but was waiting for capacity to become available so he became priority to testing hospital patients. I actually think based on these messages, Matt Hancock has a right to feel aggrieved about the spin pot on them. Um, I think what he needs to do is release all messages related to COVID testing. It's always a tricky one, this one, because you're stuck between this hard-right newspaper and a Tory minister who oversaw the pandemic policy. You're a bit like... I mean, you want all of them to lose, don't you? That's the problem. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. You know, the fact is, a huge number of care home residents died. Care home residents aren't treated as quite people, are they? we're honest. Um, They're just like the old and the infirm, the on death's door. But these are human beings. These are human beings who were loved and cared for. And they deserved so much better. And that has to be properly scrutinised. Whatever spin is put on these particular messages, whatever Matt Hancock said, and this was April, so it was a while after the pandemic began, we need to know exactly what happened because COVID was seeded in a sector where it ran rampant with particularly vulnerable patients who died often not very pleasant deaths. And the question is, could it have been avoided? Now, another thing I want to focus on are messages between Matt Hancock and George Osborne, who tragically for all of us was the former Chancellor of the Exchequer, I happen to believe is the biggest villain of them all. I think he's worse than Boris Johnson. I think he's worse than David Cameron, though you could argue, well, David Cameron appointed him, so. But I get that. But George Osborne is this, you know, essentially the co Prime Minister and introduced ideologically driven austerity, which is at the heart of the devastation of the public realm, but also the massive disillusionment and anger, which then drove political disillusionment, led, I think, to Brexit and all the rest of it and all the other crises that we've had ruined people's lives for cynical partisan ends. Anyway, Osborne just sums up the establishment because, of course, he went from Tory Chancellor to Exchequer, out on his ear, um, after the Brexit referendum, but then, because of the revolving door which defines our establishment, ends up, amongst many of the jobs he's appointed to, very lucrative jobs, ends up in charge of a newspaper. Newspapers which are there to scrutinise the government and here's a former leading light of the Tory government in charge of the Evening Standard, a newspaper. Now, George Osborne used to be Matt Hancock's boss and Hancock... Messages his former boss, who's now in charge of a newspaper, calling in asking to call in a favour, asks for a testing splash, and Osborne obliges. Yes, of course, all you need to do tomorrow is give some exclusive words to the standard and I'll tell the team to splash it. It really just sums up just this cozy establishment which exists in this country where, you know, as I've said, you end up with newspapers which exist to scrutinize politicians um headed by senior Members of the Tory government, uh, former Tory government scrutinising the Tory government, um, and therefore able, where well, you have a, you know, senior ministers calling in favours from their former boss, who's now in charge of a newspaper, it's ridiculous. It's completely ridiculous. Now we'll see what other revelations these messages have. We do need to be wary. I don't trust Isabel um, Oakeshott's um, politics because she's clearly someone with a very particular brand of right-wing politics. Um, I don't trust the Daily Telegraph at all. Obviously, it's a hard right newspaper, uh, a toxic newspaper um, in every sense. Um, I don't trust Matt Hancock. I don't trust any of these people. That's the problem. So all of us have to be very careful when we scrutinise these messages. Knee-jerk response to these messages would have just been, well, this shows, exposes Matt Hancock for who he is. Problem is we can't trust any of the parties in this. We don't trust their perspectives. I'm suspicious about what the motives are. I think I'm entitled to, given, you know, as I've said, the political perspectives they come from. And the case of Matt Hancock, eh, he's someone with every motive to whitewash what he did in government. So all of us have got to be really careful here. We've got to, you know, be particularly careful in scrutinising the information fed to us. But as I've said, Matt Hancock, one of the stupidest people in the country, quite clearly. What on earth was he thinking? Can't trust any of these people. And I think, again, it underlies the sordid nature of the establishment that runs us. But I think we've going to have quite a few more videos on this, um, given he's managed to give someone over 100,000 of his own WhatsApp messages. And perhaps they will give us an insight into what was happening at the top of government during the worst crisis since World War II. Please like, subscribe, support us on patreon.com. forward slash 84 I'll see you in a bit.